Welcome to today's Fireside Chat, compelling global supply chains into the future with open networks. I'm Jet McCandless, the CEO and founder of Project 44, the world's leading advanced visibility platform for shippers, carriers, and logistics service providers. Project 44 connects, automates, and provides visibility into key transportation processes to accelerate insights across modes and geographies. Today, I'm very fortunate to be joined by Paige Cox. Are you ready for this title? SVP and Head of Digital Supply Chain Business Networks at SAP. Welcome, Paige. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before we dive into open networks and what they mean, uh, today's global supply chains, can you give the audience an intro to SAP Logistics Business Networks? Sure, Jed, and great to see you. Um, very um, interesting fireside chat today without fire or without chairs next to each other, but this is a great uh, um, way to uh, be innovative and stay connected. Um, yes, and thank you for having me today. Um, SAP Business uh, Logistic Business Network is an open, secure, multimodal global network. We mainly focusing on providing end-to-end -end, uh, logistic collaboration among all our, we, we call it trading partners. That's our business partners. We, we come from the uh, enterprise business enablement. So now we want to extend that reach by connecting our enterprise customer to their logistic ecosystems for that end-to-end -end collaboration and visibility insight. So for Logistic Business Network, it, it is a network, it's a platform that is open and secure. It's a one place, a one-stop shop that we bring all the trading partners together for that connectivity. Um, among that, we also offer various capabilities that to connect all the business processes to the back end. Uh, first of all, it's on we call a freight collaboration. This is where we really connect for that intercompany logistic collaboration, from tendering, subcontracting to track and trace of the freight order to uh, dock appointment scheduling to settlement invoicing for that end-to-end -end logistic experience. Um, we also offer uh, another option called SAP Global Track and Trace. This we very much focusing on the visibility platform itself, not the platform provider, but the business enabler of, of giving you that insight and visibility to the inventory flow and then to the order fulfillment. Last but not least, we have um, another product called Material Traceability. Here's what really give you that traceability of the material, entier material provenance, and also the genealogy of the product. So that is something also very important in today's world when we need to bring our business much closer to environment, right? So last week I heard from our customer, one of our thought leaders, uh, in supply chain says that um, nature does not need us, but we need nature. So um, that is something on a different level of traceability and visibility. We want to give you that material to that raw ingredients and to the batch of genealogy. So these are the three different business capability combined with the platform uh, where we really extend from our traditional leadership in transportation management to the execution reflection uh, of the network. Back to you, Jed. That's great. I love that quote from your customer that uh, nature does not need us, <clears throat> that we need nature. I couldn't 
couldn't agree with you and your customer more. So that's great. Well, <clears throat> SAP is doing a lot of great work to improve supply chain collaboration and GTT, the logistics business network, and more. Uh, I know at Project 44, we were excited to partner with SAP because we have similar approaches um, and similar uh, ideas on how, uh, how building these networks can benefit customers, um, what we would call on the technology side, these network effects uh, not only uh, are very uh, strong for the value prop that they provide to everyone that's involved in the ecosystem, which is really why we're, why we're here today. So maybe let's, let's start with why open uh, networks are essential for logistics. Uh, working and consulting logistics for myself, I saw a real problem of information asymmetry. There's so many parties involved in the ecosystem, as you mentioned, um, and everyone had different information. The dispatcher, the, the producer of the raw materials, the distribution center, the store, the consignee, uh, whoever it was um, that was in that ecosystem. And that's why I set out to, to build Project 44, to be that connective tissue with a scalable network that empowers um, everyone to have the same reliable insights in real time. So it's exciting to be part of SAP's vision um, in a situation where we could be accretive to, to what you all are building. This connectivity and access to data has been a problem in logistics for um, since I started in 1999 and, of course, uh, I think well before that. But I think over the last year, it's really uh, been exposed even more. And we're seeing it at a higher level in organizations. As some of our sales reps like to say, uh, they used to go in the elevator and hit the, at the main floor of a lobby that hit the down button and go down and see, see folks. Now when they go to, to prospects, they, they hit the up button and go to the top floor. Of these, of these prospects. You know, it's becoming heightened uh, at a higher C-level. So, Paige, why, why do you think we're seeing this acceleration um, at SAP? And what do you think is really driving that over the last year? Yeah, um, we, we uh, of course, when, when we first started the journey and when we started to uh, amplify our partnership was very much solving the pains of the one-to-one -one and then the quality of data for that really insight-to-action capability. And I think you highlighted very, very well. But if we look at this reflection of the past months, right, um, joking aside, uh, what COVID and different disruption of the world, whether it's uh, COVID-19 that's uh, among us today that's real and it's difficult, or it's Brexit, or it's the trade wars, or it's with the different tax uh, tariffs. It's basically putting supply chain and putting logistic into really a different agenda today. Um, every CEO, every company now have to relook at uh, a, a resilience and agility. Because in today's um, economy, when I talk to our customers, our partners, and our thought leaders in the industry, Everyone is discussing about the challenge among all these uncertainties, right? Uncertainty about the supply, critical material, where they come from, the, the demand, um, where is the real demand, um, and how do you match that supply to that demand? And then where is your resource and your um your labor and your services are coming um, as well. So when the world started going into isolations, uh, then supply chain is basically really at its breaking point. And the, the, the piece that's sticking all the supply chain together, whether you are designing a product, manufacturing a product, operating a product, or procuring a 
product that logistic is the one that interconnects it all. And logistic today in the past is more of a commodity because we can move trucks and boats and planes, but today we, we cannot. <laughs> so now we need a new way of really get access to that data and then to get that visibility so we can really um, steer right, our, our entire supply chain, and not just my own supply chain, not anymore, that, that I have my ecosystem and my value chain connected. Now it's, I cannot do it alone. If my suppliers in China are not able to produce for me, then I cannot produce for my customers. So it's this circular economy of a downstream spiral. So I think we are in a in a very strategic topic uh, to almost give back to the society because not only that uh, companies realizing uh, they have to go beyond the company four walls, so they, they need the data, but they also need a network to really orchestrate that. For that really ultimately in the end, that, that agility and, and uh, resilience, which we have not been thinking about in the past, right? In the past, we were more thinking about cost, more thinking about uh, uh, what's the raw material um, price for, for my procurement, but we never combined the cost of serve, the availability of serve together with the cost of the material. So we are definitely um, onto something very big and quite challenging for our customers. I mean, uh, you must have learned a lot during this the whole crisis, uh, seeing you know demand and supply, seeing things being pushed, uh, certain industry doing well, and uh, certain industry maybe slowing down. Perhaps you can also enlighten um, our audience a little bit of how, as as the as the tissue, as the connector, <laughs> that where do you see the all, all the movements and trending uh, in the last few months? Well, I think I think you said it really really well, and I agree with you that the the trade wars, COVID, and I'd also say uh, in the U.S. we call it, um, and I see it happening in Europe also the the Amazon effect. Uh, those all three of those coming together is really. Um, <clears throat> created that, that situation that you mentioned of uh, resilience and agility uh, being more important than cost. And for so long, to your point, I think we, we saw uh, transportation just be that commodity. And uh, I think what we're seeing now is that carriers, uh, regardless of mode or region, that they're really able to differentiate themselves through some of this um, better connectivity and being able to um, provide uh, information in a synchronous way that allows these companies to move their supply chains uh, dynamically uh, as needed to, to meet their, their needs, whether it's a change in demand or it's a change in supply. Uh, it's really quite quite impressive. We're seeing, uh, overall, we're seeing shipment levels and, uh, and obviously food. Uh, we're seeing manufacturing in the U.S. pick up. Uh, we're seeing uh, manufacturing in Europe pick up. Uh, consumer goods, obviously, really strong demand. And we're even seeing some retailers uh, in e-commerce companies. Of course, Amazon uh, is a customer of ours. They're, they're seeing huge, huge spikes. Uh, but then uh, uh, other retailers like Dollar General, uh, Walgreens, companies like that, where we're seeing these, these larger uh, spikes and increases. So it's really interesting to watch this um, all come together. Um, and then, of course, we have other customers and other industries that are having uh, re real challenges with not being open. And um, they're, 
they are uh, not only are they uh, are their stores not open in many cases, <clears throat> so they have tremendous uh, revenue pressure, um, but they also have uh, disruption with their suppliers. So it's all each company, each vertical seems to have its own own set of challenges. Then, then uh, of course, then you look at the pharma industry, which is uh, really really interesting to watch what happened. And this is what's so interesting, I think, about LBN is this broad vision for multimodal and uh, really large geo footprint. And we're seeing companies like uh, the pharmaceutical companies that would have traditionally only shipped air freight when there was a shortage of, of air have to switch to, to ocean uh, for products that they, they certainly had the margin on and they needed the speed. Um, and so that created this kind of new new dynamic that they needed of uh, this visibility and to be able to switch from mode to mode and geography, geography and supplier. I know that was really interesting for us to, to, us to watch. It was exciting uh, for uh, for us to know that we were partnered with LBN in a way that that was accessible. So it's like, uh, you know, the power of data, uh, it's not only the quality of data through the connectivity, but it's the sense-making of data. That's why I think it's really good if you can have that uh, connectivity tissue of Project 44 that are getting that data, but then it's the sense-making of that data into your overall macroeconomics of your supply chain. Because in the end, uh, you know, with the SAP, we we come from that that business business enabler for 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 a customer to better serve their customer, right? And and that is uh, if we we think about a mirror image, a supplier's a sales order is a. Um, <clears throat> Is a, is a customer's purchase order. It's the same set of data. And if we can correlate that business process, but also have this enriched data that is network enabled, then you can both work on the same set of visibility and then being able to take that back into your enterprise for that much predictive and intelligent decision-making and uh, that is something that I think a company will more and more um, realize they need. They, they, they basically need that operational power to be able to gain the agility and resilience. I think you bring up a great point. I know when we started Project 44, and maybe even when LBN, I'd be curious to know the answer. Um, a lot of it was just that initial, let's get high quality data and let's get um, synchronous data um, so that more parties can get access. And a lot of that started with um, trucks or maybe maybe containers. And now you brought up a great point that um, customers are quickly, as we sit here September 2020, and I think COVID was a great accelerator, they're not very interested in that uh, truck anymore. They say, hey, we had the data. We're making sense of the data. Now let's talk about the sales order. Let's talk about the, the PO. Um, and let's collaborate across their suppliers, whether it's a carrier, uh, regardless of the mode, or it's uh, multiple vendors that could supply them the product. Is that the reason you think that open networks are so critical? That agility is that? Do you see that similar, or how do how do you interpret those signals? Yeah, I think I mean network by nature calls for the openness and and really needs to be. Um, in some ways, back and agnostic. And so that's also a new culture at SAP. We even we're the world leader in enterprise software. We also want to make our, our uh, network open because in today's world, uh, customers need to be uh, plug and play and adopt different innovations uh, and being able to also 
um, move uh, uh, really quickly. So, um, and that is something that we at uh, LBN, right? We started the journey of being this uh, network of networks, uh, meaning that uh, we really wanna we wanted to come from our core strength by stitching all the business processes together, the business partners together, the aggregating the, the enterprise level data of sense making. But then we want to partner with the best of um, the, the market and, and on the white spaces that should make sense of these things to accelerate in certain areas. That meaning that the network itself needs to be built on the capability of interoperability. Um, meaning that for SAP customer, they may be coming to one-stop shop for that uh, seamless business trading partner management and services, but then the services and value added capabilities that doesn't have to be limited with SAP applications and capabilities. Here we also would be um, uh, leveraging a lot of our partner ecosystem to offer that extended reach, whether it's the connectivity or the, the data or or even application capabilities in, in many sense to, to offer that uh, really uh, all the value to everybody in this network. Um, traditionally, when you think about a network, it's very one-sided, one right? So at SAP, we have supplier network, which is very buyer-funded. We have the LBN, uh, which is, uh, of course, we started in the shipper side, but we quickly learn we need to love the carriers just as much. And we need to have more connectivity to, to the market power who has that carrier experience. Um, and then uh, we have our um, our asset manufacturing network where we came from very heavy end of the operator view. And then, uh, so in, in other words, uh, in a network, a true open network, both sides need to see value and they need to uh, find that mutual ground and also the new business model they can transact for this uh, real end-to-end -to -end flow. And that's our um, uh, inspiration. It's also, uh, we, we just launched a huge investment at SAP, making business network the big bet of SAP 2020 and beyond strategy. Um, so I'm really excited. It's not only that now we can make a logistic business network much more um, extended for our customer base, but it's also channeling, connecting to our manufacturing asset networks, to our uh, supply networks, to our demand networks, financial networks, uh, so on and so forth. So it's uh, also very exciting time at SAP. That's all really exciting, Paige. I love that, that overview and that insight. As I sit back and I think about what you just said, and I think about how well positioned uh, SAP is and the accounts um, that, that you uh, have spent decades acquiring and servicing and, and delighting. And I think about this progressive idea you have of open networks. And then I, I think about what Bill Gates said that we often overestimate what can be accomplished in two years and underestimate what can be accomplished in 10 years. Um, what do you think? Uh, can, we, can you be bold enough maybe to how does this play out in in 10 years, uh, or maybe what do you think the two-year is and what do you think the 10-year is with um, the, these open networks, uh, companies that you're partnering with, whether it's Project 44 or maybe someone else that's, that, that, that you, you all bring in. Um, but then, as, as you mentioned, the, the software you already have deployed, there's so many of the pieces that are right there that now you're able to connect together. How, what do you think the world looks like in uh, September of 2030? 
<laughs> Good question. Um, wish I have a crystal ball. Um, but let's, let's start with two years uh, because we are, we're very concrete there. And then I'm sure that you and I also already painted a journey how we can make this two years great. Um, so two years, uh, we are really will be focusing on connecting uh, that end-to-end supply chain to the demand chain and really focus on multi-enterprise level of intelligence and resilience. Um, and that is really expand across uh, the, the, the entire um, end tier of suppliers, the end tier of the customer experience, the, the, the overall uh, product as a service, uh, as, a, as a new business model, the, the re, really retransform the role of logistics to enable all of these end to end. Then that's a, that's what we really will be focusing on is because right now I think we all need to rise up and recover from the current crisis, and it also presents a brand new business opportunity that customer can redesign their ecosystem and then using the right technology and the right partners to really uh, embark a journey together. Um, 10 years, I think, um, I, I don't know I, that, that uh, 10 years I'm still around, I hope so. Uh, but, um, but, but it's really then um, that it is really, what is that next disruption? What, what is that next ethics? You will see a lot of investment at SAP that we're going back to our roots of knowing the industries and we will be more addressing not only just the, these macro level challenges, um, but we were also addressing specific industry needs and growth, uh, whether it's um, consumer product retail, whether it's IMC automotive. So there will be a very strong focus into those segmentations. And then we wanted to also introduce the overall customer experience that is the, our, from our roots of B2B but end to the C. So we will also be enabling our B2B to enable their C to that uh, experience economy. And sustainability will be another uh, big area so that we as SAP, as we, we, we think we're also have a certain responsibility to the world and to societies there. We are also working with a lot of different uh, world organization to be part of that, how we can enable, how can we reduce plastic of the world? How can we make sure that we can really have a sustainability built in from the very beginning? Um, not only just the material, but the entire carbon footprint, the logistics, the service, everything end to end. So I think, uh, um, yeah, that 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 gives us takes us away beyond the supply chain into the financial world and to the compliance world and sustainability world and, and you name it. And then we have to continue to a partner and to look what, where the next disruption would be, right? Um, what would be your take? Uh, where uh, I mean, you started so uh, uh, with this very unique and niche idea with Project Forty Four. Where 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 will you move? Uh, how, how do you uh, where do you want to take Project Forty Four? I did some some judo on me. Flipped the the question back on me. Tough <laughs> tough. Well, what I, what I like and I think you really did a good job of, of articulating it is these open networks 
we talk, you know, we're on a, uh, on a channel Freightways does a great job for transport logistics and, you know, uh, growing the supply chain. But it's so quick when we're talking about these open networks, how fast it starts to get into um, areas that uh, just transportation logistics typically didn't touch. Maybe it was a line item on a, on a P&L, but now you're talking about the strategic initiatives, finance. Um, you're also talking about uh, their corporate responsibility and the opportunity that's presented by these uh, logistics open networks to help with carbon footprints and plastic. And um, I think you guys are also so uniquely positioned to have information across um, a, a truly global supply chain and not just the, uh, so many folks think transportation, I think supply chain, but really um, the sourcing of everything uh, that a corporation does. It's, it's quite in, in, incredible. So what do I think it, it ends? Uh, two years. Um, I am happy to see uh, that a lot of companies now, uh, it's no longer discussions about synchronous versus asynchronous or legacy technologies like EDI, uh, one-to-one versus one-to-many and synchronous API. So that seems like that'll probably be put to bed uh, by the end of 2020. So that's exciting. Um, that, uh, when I think about visibility uh, and what Gartner has told us is that it's the largest um, from a supply chain software. It has the most amount of inquiries. And so I think that's really encouraging too, because when an open network, when it's a flywheel or, um, and flywheel shouldn't be confused with network effects for, for the audience. And, but that flywheel is, is really starting to spin fast. The more companies that have visibility that are on SAP or um, logistics business network or project 44 it just becomes more and more powerful <clears throat> and if we're able to make sense of that data to your point um, and do some really interesting uh, modeling out that creates their uh, uh, that that agility it'll be really interesting to see how how that impacts the next two years I'm very bullish um, but what will happen in the next next two years um, I could see it reflected in numbers that we can quantify. I'm sure you all are experiencing the same thing with GTT and LBN, and um, you're seeing these uh, these deals and these large com- companies, even in times uh, where corporate spending has been put on hold for a lot of cases, uh, you're seeing them uh, have uh, deploy capital for these types of solutions. And uh, so I'm optimistic a lot of um, kind of these basic next generation technologies will be deployed in two years. If I think 10 years out and just listening to you and all the different uh, sectors and industries, it is interesting, like automotive, uh, how much that's going to be disrupted. Um, and retail is going to be disrupted uh, over the next next 10 years. And yes, sir, I think there will still be retailers and I still think there will be automotive. But, you know, how many of those automotives will be autonomous and how many of them will be uh, perhaps an alternative energy? Um, and that, of course, has the disruption of the supply chain. And so the open networks uh, have a big, are big accelerators that I think allow for much more disruption to happen faster than we've ever seen in, in man, mankind. Um, so in my opinion, I think the, the, the companies that are making the investments over the next two years will ultimately dominate in the next 10 years. And they're really set that vision as to what's going to happen in 10 years. And there are really a lot of creative CEOs out there and uh, folks at all different levels that I think will um, will define what the future looks like in 10 years. So quite, quite excited. I'm curious, um, 
Paige, uh, why, why did SAP uh, choose to, to partner with Project 44? When the first time we met, uh, when you uh, explained the vision being that connectivity tissue, that's where a very first impression that we already really resonate uh, the message to us. And I think if I have to just break into a very basic terms, um, Party 44 has this uh, aggregated power, multimodal global reach to always answer the question, where's my truck, where's my container? And then if this can be combined with SAP uh, logistics network, then together we will have that complete visibility, where's my inventory and where's my order? And that is what is the impact when that real-time visibility or should a disruption happens, exception happens, what will unfold in my supply chain? And I think that is very powerful. Uh, we saw a lot of uh, good technology partners, so they can do a lot of fancy things here and there. But it was very important to, to have that data integrity, to have that global reach, and then to have that aggregation truly being the connectivity tissue. So that's the, and of course, it's been a, a great journey and fun working with you guys. And then absolutely, I think both sides are, it's been a pure pleasure. Well, Paige, thank you for joining today. Uh, it's been very exciting having uh, this conversation with you. Looking forward to the next time we, we connect. Thank you, Judge. And thank you everybody for having me.